Well, hello. Happy Tuesday, you guys. Oh my gosh, it is Christmas week. Can you believe it? In, what is it, two days? Christmas Eve is on Thursday. Gosh, the holidays will be here. It is, you know, constantly changing where I live. We have just been told that we are going to go down to, we're going to go back into lockdown for 28 days. COVID has struck here in Ontario in a big way again. So that's kind of crazy to think about, but whatever. I'm just trying to, you know, embrace this holiday season as weird and different as it is. But to be honest, for the last four years, my holiday season has been so different that this just doesn't even phase me in the least. I lost my dad on Christmas Day four years ago. So as you can imagine, life just hasn't been the same since. So this is just another little added, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it, but we're going to make the best of it. I know that it is really, really hard and tough on a lot of people. And my heart goes out to everyone that has lost people throughout this this year and, you know, difficulties with businesses and finances. And there's just so many different things at play. 2020 has been really crazy. But anyways, just because 2021 is going to hit doesn't mean everything's going to change as we're seeing, you know, 2021, we're going to be in a lockdown. So who's who knows what's to come? However, Today, I am so excited. I am so excited about this episode. I'm so I'm so glad this is going to be my last episode of 2020. I'm going to take a break in between Christmas and New Year and then be back in January with, oh gosh, just so much new stuff, you guys. I'm so excited about the year to come. I'm, I'm rebranding, doing a lot of different things come January, and it's going to be so fun. But today, my husband, I have, I am interviewing Terry, and it's just a really special interview. A lot of you really loved when I interviewed my mom. I think you loved getting to know her a little bit better, and of course, she has such great wisdom. Well, you may see Terry on social media, but a lot of you don't really know him, and he truthfully our life has been so crazy for the past 10 years. So many things have happened and and crazy, crazy stuff. And he has just been the most supportive human. And I know that that to some people might be like, oh, well, isn't she lucky? And you're right. I am just so lucky to have a person in my life like that. But today, Terry gives some tips on how maybe you can get that type of support in your life too, and why he did it, and and what I did to to encourage him to support me in different things in my life. So it's just a really great episode. I hope you enjoy it. Tons of network marketing tips. Terry's actually very, very in tune with network marketing and what's working and what's not. He has his eye on my team all the time and sees what's working and what's not working. So he gives some really, really awesome tips. And also he just has this funny, quirky personality. So I hope you'll love this episode. Please let us know. Tag me in your stories. Send me a little message. I'd love to know if this stuff is helpful. I'd also love to know what you would really like me to keep talking about on this podcast. Is it business? Is it network marketing? Do you want me to put more mindset stuff in here? What about health and and your wellness? Like, what do you really want me to talk about? Parenting, adoption, all those things are part of my life and I love sharing them all. So please message me. I would love, that would be the best gift you could give me in 2020 is just messaging me, telling me what you want more of and what has been really helpful for you in 2020 while listening to this podcast. I appreciate all of you 
you don't even know how much I appreciate all of you. Every single time I see a new listener or I get tagged in a story, I just, my heart fills up. So thank you so much. It's been such a fun, fun little year doing this podcast and it is going to like up level in such a big way in 2021. So look forward to that. Anyways, let's get to the podcast. Here's my husband. Okay, you guys, as I said in the intro, I have a very special guest here with me today. So many of you, actually, that's kind of a lie, a couple people have asked me after you heard my interview with my mom, if I would actually interview my husband. So your wish is my command. Here he is. And I kind of wish this was on video because he is so nervous. He's so scared about what I am going to ask him. (laughs) I am totally blind here, so. (laughs) We have not prepped at all. Um, I just decided last night that I wanted him on the show this week. So, okay, Terry, why don't you just tell the people, like tell them a little bit about yourself first. Nobody knows much about you. You're this this quiet guy in the background. So give us the details. Well, I'm the quiet guy in the background. Um, I'm happily married to Michelle. For how many years, Michelle? So this is always a dilemma in my mind, only my mind. You guys know I am not good with numbers, and I was positive this week that we had been married for 16 years, but apparently not. 15. 15 or 14? 14 and a half. (laughs) 14 and a half. Yeah. It'll be 15 this June, coming up. Okay. 15. Are we going anywhere? Uh, (laughs) Mallorca, possibly. Yes, Mallorca's always been on Terry's list, but I don't know. It's not looking very promising right now. It was supposed to be the 10th. Yeah. But it didn't happen. No, a lot of things happened. (laughs) But not Mallorca. A lot of things. (laughs) Okay, what do you do for a living? Um, I sell automotive parts, uh, primarily automotive carpets for vehicles from the 50s to current models. Right. So you used to have a family business. Correct. And then that shut down. We downsized. Down, to me. Yeah. Downsized. So Terry's dad decided that he was ready to retire. Yeah. And then his brother decided that he didn't want to be part of the business anymore. So Terry took it on himself. So this is something that we had to work together on is working together. We both run businesses from our home. So that was something that happened. However... I want to kind of backtrack sure. to 2000 and basically 2010. Okay. So the reason I wanted Terry to come on is because it just dawned on me that it has been 10 years since our lives were really, really turned upside down. So prior to Christmas 2010, like our lives just ran along pretty smooth. I mean, I had a few bumps. Of course, I was divorced, but... Then I met Terry and he was just this awesome guy. And I really, honestly, I know this is gonna sound sappy, but I couldn't believe that I had met such a nice guy. I remember after our first date, I said to my mom, I would be so lucky if he even thought about calling me back. Like he was just so nice. And what did you think about me, Terry? I I obviously thought the exact same thing. There was, uh, yeah, that was an interesting time. It was, we had a good first date, yeah, but we then, did. then there was some, I don't know, mixed signals and stuff, and 
some wisdom teeth happening and a timeout period and yeah. It was. I had my wisdom teeth out a couple weeks later. Yeah. And yeah, there was a couple weeks of like calling and then not calling and I was like, oh, well, maybe it's just not, Mm -hmm. you know. And keep in mind, we were in our 30s. I was turning 30. You Mm -hmm. were 34 at the time. So it's not like we were kids. But after that, once a couple weeks went by, Mm -hmm. like we were inseparable the rest Mm -hmm. of the, you know, until we got married and life really rolled along. We built a house, um, had our businesses, and then like literally you guys, shit hit the fan. I can remember Christmas Eve 2010 in our new house and it was beautiful. Everybody was there. So Terry's family was there, even sisters that don't usually come, sisters and brothers, sister-in-laws and brothers that don't usually come, his parents, all my cousins. It was so much fun. I have the greatest pictures from that night. And literally we got through that Christmas and crazy stuff started happening. In the process, you and I, of course, had gone through a little bit of infertility. We had decided that we wanted to adopt. And right after Christmas, we were chosen to be adoptive parents. And of course, that busted up. That didn't happen. That adoption didn't go through. So that was fine. But then my dad got sick. Then another adoption we had another failed adoption that was a lot more sort of traumatic for us we we spent about a month with the baby um that was really really hard and my dad got sicker and then obviously you guys know stage four cancer he was diagnosed with stage four cancer um Delaney came which like such a blessing but if any of you know anything about adoption it's just a lot of up and down and you're not sure what's going on and then all of a sudden you're getting a baby and you have two days so you've got two days to prep for a baby and your dad is literally gonna start chemo the same day like just everything was crazy and then Uh, You know, fast forward a couple years, my dad still is sick, all this stuff is going on, and then I friggin' decide to become a Beachbody coach. (laughs) Like, uh, when you play all this stuff out, what in the hell did you think you had got yourself into? Um, it was, yeah, you've always been very impulsive and just done whatever you want. So, whether, like, you would probably at that time just come off a couple year period when, where you went crazy with uh, arts and crafts, you know? <laughs> You're right, scrapbooking. Scrapbooking. I was, I was obsessed. Our basement, remember our basement in the condo? Yeah, it was, it was a store. It was actually Michael's in my basement. I don't know how many basement. month uh, subscription, per- boxes. subscription boxes would come with all this high-end stuff. And I would have to stop by craft stores on my way home from work. <laughs> They've got a package sitting there for me. Can you just grab that? So that was a big... Thing. That was a big thing. Totally so a big it, thing. It, I can't say it really phased me that you wanted to do something different. Yeah. Because it I was, was just something else that you were going to dive into. Yeah. I was really into health and fitness at the time. I was mm-hmm. like obsessed, which you guys may or may not that know that story, but I was obsessed with losing the last 20 pounds. Like I had already lost quite a bit of weight over the years, like a very slow going process, but I always had that nagging, you know, 15 pounds and I just became obsessed, which I do. I just, I jump into something Mm -hmm. and I get like obsessed about it. Exactly. And you had 
probably well at least 20 dvds yes uh, exercise dvds probably more and a good chunk of them were beach body yeah and yeah. all the gadgets too oh yeah i had so, everything yeah. i had everything yeah. yeah i can't say i was really surprised no no i know you weren't surprised however as the next couple years rolled along mm-hmm. I mean, I have a salon and spa. It's super busy. It's making great money. It's like a successful business. Mm-hmm. When did you realize? Or, well, first of all, what did you think when I kind of started to really dive into the business? Well, I, th- I think probably what I noticed the most is you had early success. So you yeah. would, in those days, they didn't have auto deposit or <laughs> as an option. Like, they did. It was around, but Beachbody wasn't doing that. So right. you got a check in the mail. Yeah. And I don't know what that first check was, but let's say it was $300. No, it was $104. $104. But you were so excited to see that because really a lot of your money that you were making at the salon, you were just putting back into the building. Yeah. Um, paying down the, the loan on the building, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it and really was we the first really time. really taking money out of the business. No. It was the first time that I felt like I was getting paid. Yeah, exactly. So I would, you guys, I would like run to the mailbox yeah. every Thursday to see if my paycheck was there. Yeah. And there always was one because you're right. I did have early success with network marketing, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, when did you realize, oh my gosh, she is like serious about this? Um, probably when... You said, can we go to Mexico? <laughs> when I won that trip. <laughs> when you won the trip and it was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't ever want to go anywhere <laughs> that you don't know somebody. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You guys. So that was, yeah. that was a total cold market type thing. You didn't know anyone. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, no, you're right. I didn't know anyone. So... I don't have any connection to my upline. Like I do now, obviously, we're great friends. But at the time of me getting involved with Beachbody, it was seriously just like this cold relationship. I had no idea who she was. I just happened to see her on Facebook. And she was bluntly, back in the day, you could bluntly, well, I still think people do this, which I think is kind of slimy. But back in the day, it was quite normal. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking for women to join this business I'm making five figures. And I remember coming upstairs and saying to you, Terry, she makes five figures. This is how much of a non-numbers person I am. Like, I had no idea what my salon and spa was making. Money, like, it's a little bit more important to me now. I get it now. But back then, I really didn't get it. And I remember saying, she makes five figures. And Terry's like, well... That, there's a broad range there, Michelle. Like, <laughs> that could be $10,000. <laughs> is she making $10,000 or 99. 99 But I just knew when I saw that ad, this is something I want to do. Like, I want to try this. This sounds really cool. So we ended up conversing over Facebook. Did not really know her. Well, didn't know her. I literally didn't even jump on a call with her. So before I signed up, my upline asked me to FaceTime. And I said, you guys are going to die. I said we did not have FaceTime in Canada. That is how much of an introvert I am. I thought, why can't we just do it? Like, can't we just text? We can just text. This is fine. And I signed up, and her and I didn't actually have a face-to-face. You did a phone call, I think, didn't you? Not until after I had signed up, and yeah. I, yeah, I think until after she, you signed up. 
she knew I was into it because I signed up some people right away. But then, of course, right away I won this trip, which that was pretty amazing. Like within the first couple of months, I had racked up enough points to go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And that is something that was so out of my comfort zone. I am such an introvert. I am so shy. I do not like being around places that I don't know people like I feel like I'm so awkward in social settings but something pushed me to go to that and I'm so glad because that's what really made me realize holy crap like this company is so cool I'd never been treated Mm -hmm. to anything like it before I just could not believe we were getting this stuff for free like remember walking thousands of people yeah yeah and I remember walking through the the, the one pool area, which is obviously massive with multiple bars, multiple pools and trying to find your upline. Yeah. And, uh, but then how cool it was, how welcoming yeah. everyone yeah. was. Everyone was so amazing. And it really, right away, you yeah. felt like you were part of the community, which exactly. you don't feel like that in your own friggin' hometown sometimes, let right. alone, you know, knowing these people via social media and then really being welcomed in in such a big way. So that, that was such a cool, I, I think that was a pivotal turning point for me. I know mm-hmm. that's when I started thinking because you saw a lot of success there. Like you saw oh, sure. the potential. For sure. And it gave me a chance to talk to some of the spouses as well. True. So, you know, that had been doing it, uh, their wives have been doing it for a lot longer or, you know, yeah, varying ranges, totally. one year, two years, three years. Yeah, for sure. And I think that probably, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but did it help you have the belief that you could make this a thing? Yeah, it added uh, legitimacy, I guess. Yeah, credibility to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to ask you about social media. So the whole sort of theme of this episode is so many women come to me and their husbands are not supportive, Mm -hmm. whether it's getting their business going, whether it's network marketing in general. We all know network marketing has a friggin' bad rap. I get it. I didn't necessarily know I was getting into network marketing when I got into it. I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But then quickly I was like, whoa, this is what my dad talks about. Like, this is what he's always told me not to do. Um, But once I got into it, got educated, I was able to educate the people around me. And you had a really open mind. Uh, So I talk to women all the time. Their husbands aren't supportive. This is why I can't do it. My husbands aren't supportive. Even people that, women that want to lose weight or Mm -hmm. they want to just change careers. They... They want to adopt, like just Mm -hmm. anything. I think the whole theme is you have just been so supportive. What has helped you be supportive? Like I know you're naturally, Terry really is his gift in life. And I am so lucky to be the recipient is he just helps everyone. Like he will help everyone and anyone before himself like we will be going for a walk and he will put people's garbage cans like he'll trail all these garbage cans to their homes on our walk and I'm like I wouldn't even think of doing something like that that would not even enter my mind I just think it's cottage country right and they might not be up for a week again so I know but you are just being 
bashful because you that is your nature like your nature it's it's a good thing this is a positive quality okay so i think naturally i'm so lucky because you're just supportive he's blushing right now a lot you guys he's really blushing but really what tips do you have that you could give women listening that are sitting there saying like how lucky is she my husband would you know um I, it's, that's a tough one because I don't think you can force anyone to do anything. Um, I think you have to prove that you're serious about something and do it. Yeah. Don't, don't tinker with it for six months and not get results. Like if you want to do something, you do it. Yeah. And you prove yourself, right? You, you get some results, you earn some money that'll get his attention. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like if all of a sudden you're you're paying some other bills with a weekly bonus check that came out of the blue like mm-hmm. people notice that your, yeah. your husband's gonna notice your spouse is gonna notice yeah like my first check was only a hundred dollars if you maybe your first check's only twenty five dollars mm-hmm. fifty dollars but it's money it's extra that's what i kept thinking like this is it was bonus mo- it money. was money you didn't have before yeah. exactly so. like all those scrapbooking kits like but i didn't have time to scrapbook anymore no <laughs> There's no time. Now, that's the other thing. Um, I certainly took the time. Like, I I took a lot of family time to build this business. Like, once I got serious, I definitely was not as present. Mm -hmm. So, you... You always, like, I'll fold the laundry, I'll cook the supper. Was that because you saw the success? Like, the success was coming, the the money was coming in? I, I think so, yeah. I, like, if you had been sitting there spending three hours every night working on social media and never getting a paycheck, yeah, that would be a lot harder to swallow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd say a lot of it is probably money-related. But at the same time, I know you're happy doing what you're doing and you're looking for something new. Yeah. And I'm, I'm typically the person that's going to help out, as you said, anyway. Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not the guy that's going to come home at, you know, work till five or six and then come home and say, where's my dinner? And then <laughs> go read the newspaper you after would, dinner, you know? If you were waiting for dinner, wow, you'd be... Yeah, like, You'd be a sad, sad man around here. I know. And I hear stories like, you know, my husband won't help bath the kids or anything. And I can't make the team call because I got to put the kids to bed. Well, like, there's some communication error, you know, in in that. That was the other thing I was going to say. I mean, I do remember saying to you... I know this sounds crazy. I know this is insane. Mm. I know I don't have time because I didn't have time. Like, Mm. I'm just like you guys. I didn't have time. Um, But I remember saying, but I really want to try it. Like, Mm. I just really want to try it. And when you communicate with each other, that would be like if you came home and said, you know, I really want to get back into golfing because I miss miss doing that. Like, Mm. To say no like of mm-hmm. course like there's got to be this level of I think it always goes back to communication and I feel like so many women start this business and hide it like hide it kind of try and do it in secret and and I actually have a coach that that worked for 
Mm-hmm. And then she saw a massive success. And then her husband, when he finally kind of found out what she was doing, what could he say? Like mm-hmm. he was, she was doing so awesome. But generally, I don't think that that's a good plan. Like generally, yeah. I think like her situation was different. You guys know Megan. She's been on the podcast. Her husband was away, like literally away for weeks at a time. So mm-hmm. she could kind of hide it. Um and that's what worked for her, and it's it's worked out amazing. But generally speaking, in a normal environment, you can't hide it. Um, you can't. And if you're going to sit there on the on your phone, checking messages, posting reels, all that kind of stuff for two hours every night while your husband's sitting there staring at you. Yeah. And the kids are in bed, and he doesn't know what you're doing. Well, yeah. Like, there's nothing good going to come from that. No, exactly. You always knew. It's just going to be animosity. You know, there's going to be doubt. There's going to be all kinds of things that happen without. Yeah. Yeah. And and the money was coming in, right? Like there was proof that this was working. And I know maybe some of you are like, well, that's not happening for me. Well, you need to binge this podcast and figure out why isn't it happening? Because honestly, we've now been in this business for seven years and we've seen a lot of women make great money. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of women not make any money and we actually can see what the women that are making money are doing and that what the women that aren't are doing. So you need to really assess that. Like why isn't it working? I, yeah, obviously I don't work hand in hand with uh, your team, but I see a lot of them online and it's, it's obvious. Yeah. You know, it's, it's obvious who's, Doing a call to action, a CTA, um, and who's not? You know, there's great posts on like from a lot of people, but very few are actually telling people that they have something. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good. So you have such a keen eye for that. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you notice people do on social media that seem to be successful? What's the common Um, factor? I think um, people that make it more difficult than it needs to be usually don't make any money. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I see a lot of overcomplicated posts. Yeah. You know, people trying to teach life lessons every other day. He wh- is talking to burpee, me. <laughs> while they're doing a burpee. Yeah. And it, you know, like there's nothing wrong with having, uh, in my eyes, yeah. as someone not in the business... There's there's nothing wrong with having those type of posts, but a lot of the posts just need to be simple. Yeah. Like share your life. Yeah. That's what people want to learn and then and then they'll decide if they want to buy your service, buy your product later yeah. on. I think what happens a lot, I love using the analogy of and we're both business people. We've both actually had like a retail stores where people come in and they Mm -hmm. purchase things so from my mindset i think of my social media as my store like i no longer have a veda products on the shelf that someone can walk in and buy or terry no longer has a store that someone come can come in and buy a car mat but now our social media so terry's website my social media my website that's my store Mm -hmm. so if my shelves only have like life lessons on them and nothing no product to buy Mm -hmm. how can i ever think that i'm going to make any money you have to have the product there 
people have to say, oh, that store's open. First of all, I'm going to walk in. It looks inviting. Um, I'm getting some great service. It it looks beautiful. I want to stay here for a few minutes. And I would like to see what the frig they have to offer. Yeah. So Maybe someone will ask me if they can help me. Yeah. Like, (laughs) if you start thinking about your social media platform as a store... It, it might help you realize, go take a little audit. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you said, I have oils to sell. Mm-hmm. I would like you to buy oils from me. Mm-hmm. I would like you to buy this program and do it with me. Like, when's the last time that you were just pretty blunt and say that? People need to be asked. Yes. Yesterday was a perfectly uh, good example. I, I went to the liquor store. I went and got my wine that I needed, and then I was browsing around. And one of the uh, one of the employees asked if they could help me, and I said, "No, I'm just browsing." But then three minutes later, I thought, "Oh yeah, I need to get some bourbon." <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I said, "Oh, maybe I'll get a, a cream whiskey or something here too." And so I was down another aisle, and another you know employee came up and said, "Can I help you out?" And I said, "Actually, yes." Yeah. So it took two people before I said yes. Yeah. If no one else had come to me, I would have been still walking around that store looking for the bourbon. (laughs) Trust me, Terry would have been walking around (laughs) for a long time because he never asks for help because he's the helper. I'll tell you, it was a lot quicker though, finding it. (laughs) It is a lot quicker when you get help, isn't Mm -hmm. it? It But that's the truth, right? Like we need to be the askers. If you, I know a lot of my coaches or yeah, coaches, clients, everybody, whether you're talking about oils, Beachbody products, Arbonne, it doesn't matter. A lot of people are really good about sharing their life on social media, really good and really good about sharing their personal development and how their community is amazing. What people lack is the boldness of saying, I have something awesome. I don't care what anyone else thinks. It is the best thing in the world, and I want you to be able to take advantage of this too. Mm-hmm. It's being bold in sales. It's being like the having the confidence behind what you have. Like for me, Beachbody products have helped me lose 80 pounds. Do you not think I, I just feel like I need to shout that from the rooftop all the time. And now the business opportunity has like legitimately changed my life. I've been able to close a whole business to be able to do it. So I'm so proud of that. Do you feel that same way? Like you need to feel that way and be bold enough to share it. And that's where you have to get over the fears. You have to get over what everyone else says. Now, I did jot down a couple questions, Terry, that I wanted to ask you. And I do not know the answers to this, you guys. So this is (laughs) going to be interesting. What did people say to you, if anything, when I started doing this? Um, there was never anything bad said. No? No. Really? No. <laughs> I'm, maybe behind my back. So here's, here's why I wanted to ask this question. I, I figured now that I'm mature and seven years in, I figured mm-hmm. this would be the answer. But my perception, mm-hmm. what I thought 
was everyone thought I was crazy. That everyone was talking about me behind my back. And the truth is, I don't think now anyone was. Mm -hmm. You know, people are more concerned about what they're doing in their own life to be concerned about what you're doing for very long. Like they might have been like, oh. I, I would say, you know, maybe two or three years in. Yeah. They might say, is Michelle still doing beach that beach body thing yeah that beach body thing i would hear that a lot are you still doing that beach body thing and you know what you guys sometimes if if you're anything like me i take things so i can take Mm -hmm. anything the wrong way so if someone said that beach body thing instead of me taking it like hey that's so cool Mm -hmm. is michelle doing that beach body thing i took it like is she still doing that beach body thing yeah and i I probably in my own way would get defensive with my answer back like yeah. say something to the effect of yeah actually she's managed to replace her income with beach body income <laughs> yeah and that is not what they were asking like no. it's so it funny totally. right yeah and you probably got that way because i i swear i kept saying this story in my head i had this story running around in my head now legitimately a couple people in my life were assholes about it they really were mm-hmm. but you know what who cares they often are that way anyways about anything in life so I shouldn't have been surprised it's I I think we've talked about Beachbody name before it's just such a a, I I think it's a poor name oh yeah it's a terrible name it's just like if it was called Carl's Health and Fitness (laughs) you know it would probably have more followers (laughs) (laughs) you know it it, it doesn't it just wouldn't yeah I know because it's not yeah, Beachbody is just such it just, a sad... It sounds like bikini. Yeah, it does. You know? Yeah, totally. And that's not what it's about, unfortunately. Yeah. So It's not what it's about at all. But anyways, okay, so that was the one question I wanted to ask you. Sure. The other one, and I think a lot of people will be wondering. Uh-oh. What did you think about me posting everything on social media at first? Um, hmm. For the most part, I was okay with it. There's, There was just... There would be the odd post that I didn't yeah. like, and I would tell you. Yeah. Terry does. And if... you would typically take it down right away. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good at seeing my posts. Like, I actually used to run a lot of posts by him. Mm-hmm. I don't do that very much anymore, but in the beginning, I did. And if it was ever anything that I thought was just... You know, you guys can tell, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when you're writing something, if it like gives you this little feeling inside, like, oh, I don't know if that's good. I yeah. don't know if that's if that's pushing the limits. Like, I always think I, I knew I was intuitive enough and I would ask. But definitely, I know there was a couple times, especially, you know, you have I we have an adoptive daughter. There's another mm-hmm. person involved in that story. And um, yeah, like you have to be careful. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, you were always pretty supportive about it. I think so. And like, I think you just have to be tasteful and think about what you're posting about. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You, have, you have to be respectful. Do you have any tips for women that maybe their husbands aren't supportive of social media? I get that all the time, that their husbands don't want them on social media. What would you say for them to... I, I mean, you can't convince anyone, like you, you said before. No, you you can't. can't convince. I think you just... You need to find probably what your niche to share is like if if your spouse doesn't want you to share anything about your kids then don't then don't exactly you find something else in your life yeah that you want to share 
Well, truthfully, this could be the biggest tip of this whole podcast. Mm -hmm. Right now on social media, people are sick of hearing about us. Like Mm -hmm. in general, you guys know Shailene Johnson is one of my mentors and I just trust that she knows the information of the moment. And she just did a class for us and they said like, nobody cares no post that is about you and your family and what you're doing and how you did this and how you did that. It's just not floating anymore. It's not flying. What people want is value. Like they want to come to your page and learn something tangible. They want like three top tips. Mm -hmm. This is the recipe I use to detox. This is like whatever it is. So this is actually the perfect time to be able to say, that's okay, you know, honey, whatever, babe, whatever you call your husband, I, I'm not going to be posting about our life. It's Mm -hmm. not that it's about the, what I do and how I can help people and how I can actually solve specific problems for people and giving them tips and sharing Mm -hmm. recipes. So to get him warmed up to the idea, do that because that's actually going to blow your business out of the water Mm -hmm. way more than you sharing the story from 10 years ago where da 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 happened that he maybe doesn't want you to share. Yeah. And it's just being respectful. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just being respectful. Yeah, I would agree. And yeah, that, that value can be, it can be humor. Maybe you're a funny person. Yes. And maybe like your TikToks, your reels are just awesome. Totally. That's your thing. People come to your page. For some entertainment. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't ever think when I say value because I'm not funny. I wish mm-hmm. I was funnier. I wish I could dance like those girls and make really great reels, but I can't. So my value is more serious. Like mm-hmm. my value is more um, mindset tips and network marketing tips, obviously, and nutrition tips. Mm-hmm. But if you're funny, oh my gosh, I would follow you way more than me. Like everybody needs a laugh right exactly. now. And that can be your value. Well, that's that's typically what you're looking at. I am all the time. You know, if I get caught the last up. last 20 minutes before you yep. go to sleep is your browsing totally. funny reels. I love them. And I always save them thinking it's going to be my day. I'm going to recreate that. But I'm not funny. No. I'm just not that funny. Okay, Terry, this was awesome. That's I, it. I know I'm going to have you back. We've got so much to talk about. That was a lot less painful than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Do you have any last words for everybody? Um, not really, no. no. I don't. No? Okay. No. Well, this was really good. You did such a good job. Hopefully I didn't mumble too much. You didn't. You talked a little less than normal. Terry's actually, he's really, really shy. Uh, but when you get him talking, whoa, he can talk forever. Just don't get me started on the election. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you have any lasting oh. election? I don't know. All I can say is January 20th is the date. That's the only date that matters. Thank God. Thank God, you guys. Did you see my reel? That reel was funny. You guys need to go to my at Michelle file and go to my reels. And I made fun of Terry. You need to comment on that because that was a good one. Did I see that yet? Yeah, yeah. You saw it. Oh, good. That was good. Okay, thanks, Terry. This was awesome. Thank you, you guys. Um, This is actually... If you're listening to it at the time of airing, this is Christmas week. Christmas will be on a Friday. You're hearing this on Tuesday. So everybody, please have a great holiday season. I know this year is different. It's Stay safe. Out. Be smart. Yeah, be smart. Stay safe. And we're going to get through this COVID craziness. And we're going to be stronger. We're going to be stronger for it. I know it. Okay, thanks, Terry. All right.